Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the tribe. This is a place where we aim to make you laugh, piss you off, educate, and be educated on anything and everything that comes in life. We're your hosts, I'm Maddie. And I'm Bernie. So sit down, folks, buckle up, because the Lead Slingers bourbon whiskey is flowing and it's going to oh, be a bumpy yeah. fucking ride. It's going to be a <laughs> bumpy one, folks. So if you guys are looking for a fantastic whiskey to add to your collection, or make your daily sippage or shootage whiskey. There is no better, no more freedom-inspiring whiskey on this planet than Lead Slinger's motherfucking whiskey. Hell yeah, and if you wind yourself up in a zombie apocalypse, just mix it with some Kill Cliff, and that way you can turn zombies back into humans. Into humans. <laughs> <laughs> That is a Range 15 <laughs> reference. If you if you haven't seen Range 15, I highly, highly suggest you go to Amazon or I think it's just on Amazon. Um, pick that shit up. If you haven't I think seen it Range should 15, be free. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Yeah, especially if you're in the military and you don't if you don't understand the reference of then uh, <laughs> you fail and you need to just, uh, you know. You know, see your way out of that fucking military branch. That's some funny fucking shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode <laughs> of Tribe. Uh, it's been a hot minute, but we are back. Lots of things have been going on lately. Lots of things in the world. Lots of things in our lives. Um, you know, it's been a little bit of craziness. We're getting coming into fall now, which is super exciting. Yeah, I love the fall. Um, yeah, the kids getting ready to start school again. Uh, start school on Wednesday. So nice. getting ready for that shit. I know a lot of you guys out there that have uh, little shitlings um, are getting them ready to go back to their respective educational facilities um, to try and be educated on everything minus sex ed in kindergarten, <laughs> um, which apparently is the go-to mm-hmm. curriculum in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. or Washington, Wauwatosa, was I believe it's I think it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. So uh, either way, it shouldn't be in our fucking. Any that's a fun school. thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. That's a nice thing for the kids. Um, out here, we don't necessarily have to worry about any of that horse shit. Um, because I'm pretty sure parents would be kicking the teeth in of anybody on the school board should they be allowing that. Um, me included. But uh, we're getting ready for another year, man. Another year of the of the school stuff and the drop offs and pickups, and I think fall officially kind of kicked in in the air out here. I want to say, let's see. So I had I had one of my closest friends come on up here. Um, got in last Wednesday. Um, okay. Him, his kids, nice. and the baby mama. Um, came up here, um, and uh, they got, they they flew in Wednesday. Got in about an 
I want to say probably about a half hour before uh, the lady and my little shitling uh, flew in from California. Um, so it was cool. I um, got to see them. We spent uh, three days. Uh, well, I would say like three and a half days together um, exploring. Took them up into Glacier National Park, which is a super fun day, super fun experience uh, for them. And then um, did some shooting on Saturday, shot my new SIG, which was super nice. If I can say that, uh, I'm in love with it. It's nice. fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> and then uh, shot the ladies Taurus finally for the first time too. That was nice to put some rounds for that. Nice. Got a little trigger time on the AR and the kids all shot the 22. So um, it was fun. It was some fun, fun times. And then uh, we went to this place on Friday called Amazing Fun Center. They got go-karts and bumper boats and mini golf and a really fucking crazy big ma uh, maze and you have to get to each tower to stamp your card and then once you get the last tower then you have to find your way out and it's all you, you can time yourself um me and him ended up quitting because we found three out of the four towers and then i was like this is fucking horseshit i'm tired and i'm thirsty so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I, I yeah, dude. I, I hit the I hit the same dead end like six or seven times, and I was like, mm. "Fucking over this, I'm out of here." <laughs> and I found the I found the emergency exit door, and I just walked out. <laughs> the lady was like, "What well, What was your time?" I was like, "Here, check it out. Add it up. Let's see if we won." She starts looking. She's like, "Where's your end time?" I was like, "My end time's right fucking now." <laughs> she's like, "You didn't finish?" I was like, "Nope, done. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm out of here." That's I don't awesome. like mazes. Yeah, so it was a good time. Um, but I think it was probably around Friday. I think Friday was when Friday morning was when I felt that chill in the air. Temps mm. were dropping. And then yesterday, <clears throat> it was really cold. Like yesterday, it was when we got up in the morning, I think it was like low 60s, cloudy. Mm. And it had that like that kind of bone chilling chill in the wind in the yeah. air. And I was like, oh, buddy. <clears throat> Fall nice. is on the way. And hunting season starts next weekend. So just in time. Perfect. Just time. in time. Yeah. I'm getting ready. Yeah, that was <clears throat> that was like me this morning. Um when I got to when I, you know, because I left the house about five because uh I was supposed to work overtime, but <clears throat> when I uh when I woke up for to to leave early for my overtime, uh I looked at my phone and the uh the leader for the crew ahead of me uh, he had texted me and said, ah, never mind. We don't need you to come in early. So I was like, yes, a couple more hours of sleep. Here we go. Um, so I left the house around five and it was roughly about 60 outside. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice, cool breeze. Uh, even by the time I got to work changed and like actually started working, it was still only in the, the mid to high sixties um, oh, okay. for a good majority of the day. I think. By about, I'd say probably by about one o'clock was when it started to heat up. And I was like, fuck, now it's getting hot. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, it got up to, I think it got up to like 92 was the highest okay. it got to today. So yeah. not that bad, but that well, nice chilly morning was fucking amazing <clears throat> for the drive to work. I was like, yeah, yes. I'm hoping we're going to have that because now that I'm looking at the 10 day forecast, I'm going to take that back. That fall is in the air because <laughs> it's 
going to get stupid oh, hot. <laughs> Tuesday has a high of 86. Wednesday, Thursday, uh, highs of 89. Friday's at 88. Oh, we're, we're in the like mid to high 80s all the way through the next 10 days, which is a fucking bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but our lows, though, like our overnight low for tonight is 42 degrees. Oh, wow. And consistently every night, it's either in the high 40s to low 50s for our overnight lows. So the mornings should be nice and cool mm-hmm. and the first three quarters of the day. Because out here, it's weird, man. So like out here, like down there where you're at, <clears throat> from what I remember growing up there, the high temperature would hit around noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, roughly around there. Right midday. Out here, our highs don't hit until like four or five o'clock in the evening. Oh, okay. Like we just hit our high yeah. out here, like within the last hour, which is 72 degrees for the day. Nice. Yeah, I just so the highs hit the, really uh, late and then taper off really quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. So, I mean, that's nice. Yeah. So I, hopefully, I was, my day will be mostly in the seventies. <laughs> so my next week's forecast. So tomorrow is going to be the coolest. It's going to be at ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tuesday it's going to be one hundred six. Wednesday one hundred eight. Thursday one hundred eight. Friday one hundred five. And Saturday one hundred eight. Oh man. So we're going to be in triple digits all fucking week. Great. I do not miss California. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, out here, Today, the like, high we have all four seasons. <laughs> yeah, like, out there in Cali, you guys would be fucking, front, you know, February, like, mid-February and be 95. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it was this year, too. Like, it got, yeah. it was in the, the 90s in fucking February, March, and it was like, fuck. Well, Which, I mean, some people one. are like, but Maddie. Like, it may be 95 in February in California, but doesn't it get cold in February in Montucky? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it does. Like, February, it'll be, like, negative 20 degrees. <laughs> but the yeah. difference is, is you can't peel your fucking skin off to get cooler. <laughs> I can just put on layers to get warm. Yeah. You know, and let me tell you. For those of you going out that snowboard or ski or spend time in the snow or cold temperatures, if you're going out and you're spending like $400 or $300 on a pair of snowboard pants, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Because I went to last year, because I work obviously outside in those temperatures Mm -hmm. usually all day um, in the winter, and I went to fucking costco yeah costco and got a pair of their costco brand snowboard pants mm-hmm. that are fleece lined yeah bro it was like negative 15 outside and those things kept me so toasty nice 30 bucks oh shit that's awesome yeah yeah i don't know that's whatever awesome. happened to my snowboard pants that i got that, that i never fucking used Where? i got them from uh got them from the ontario mills i don't remember uh, what store but it might have been in the either the Nike or the or the Under Armour store. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but they had been walking through there, you know, with the X, and we were like talking about going snowboarding. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, fuck, I don't have any snowboarding gear. Like, I don't even have cold weather gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, I gave all that shit gear. back for fucking <clears throat> the topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and uh, so I ended up getting some snowboard pants, and I don't know where the fuck they went. Weird, huh? Yeah, well. <clears throat> we we do have uh we do have some stuff we wanna we want to get to and chat about today, but uh freedom is definitely one of them. Um, oh yeah, freedom. That's Always. just uh, gotta give a shout out to fucking Bernie shirts, man. 
Yeah, you know. We need to make you your own T-shirt about you having T-shirts. <laughs> this is my this is my T-shirt T-shirt. You're like Bernie the shirt guy. This is um, my new T-shirt T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so it's the Freedom T-shirt T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, but before we get to any of that stuff, uh, we have got uh, some, got some ads that put this whole ad shit wagon shout on the air. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Even yeah. though they don't pay us, we got some but... ads that do not pay us. In any way, shape, or form. But if they want but to, but we're if they not going to oppose. Uh, I would not refer, refuse. Um, but uh, guys, we usually always talk about fitness and staying healthy and working out and all that good shit on the show. Um, part of a complete program is your supplementation, right? So we all have these things that are going to help us progress faster and better <clears throat> um, in our fitness journey. Um, there's a bunch of different companies out there that you can use, but there is only one Blackstone Lab Supplements. Oh, yeah. And they are the best. I've been a brand ambassador for them for about five years now. Um, I've used anything and everything that they have to offer. And I have found that they, in my opinion, are the best supplements on the market. Um, we've got everything from your basic, you know, everyday stuff, your creatine monohydrates, your glutamines, your branched amino acids, your multivitamins, your turmerics. Um, and whatnot. Pre and post your, workout stuff. Pre and post workouts. We've got your stem and non stem pre workout supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, Phenomenal. Yeah. Bernie got <laughs> to turn Bernie on to some of that stuff. Um, and he absolutely loved it. Um, and he's even got some other people onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, our stuff, you know, we got fat burners, we got legal pro hormones, we got stuff strictly for the ladies. <clears throat> we've got non hormonal stuff for the guys to help boost your free testosterone levels a little bit um and we got some fire fucking peril and um, accessories so head on over to blackstonelabs.com use my code magicman330 at checkout for 20 percent off your entire order once you get done making that order if you're a little bit lost in the gym you need some help figuring out kind of what to do um, from workout to workout things of that nature you want a specific program dialed into you and your lifestyle and your wants needs and goals hit me up I'm a national, <clears throat> I'm a NASM certified personal trainer. <laughs> Nationally accredited. National National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, uh, nationally accredited school. Um, I got certified because I want to help people live their best life, healthiest life, and feel super fucking sexy. Um, so hit me up. Madman Fitness is my personal training company. Um, and I we will chat. We'll figure out exactly what your lifestyle is. From everything from the day-to-day work, kids, all that stuff, the finances, budget, and we'll get you scored away and get you on the right track to success. Um, so slide into my DMs on Instagram, MagicMan330, or you can hit me up at the tribe email, the underscore tribe21 at yahoo.com, and I will get back to you and we'll get you fucking on the road to success. And I'm not gonna price couch the fuck out of you like <laughs> most of these places. You're not gonna be spending four or five hundred dollars a month for a 30 minute session at once a week. you know what i mean so yeah uh we're gonna we're gonna get you taken care of because right now i know that everybody's hurt financially and uh you know we could all use a little bit of a break but we also always want to succeed and be driving and moving forward so hell yeah um and with all that said you know uh, we're all working hard and pushing and driving to be better and progressing our day-to-day lives and work and kids and all that stuff. Man, do we get fucking dragged down usually around midday 
and we most of us shoot to the quickest 7-Eleven or Chevron or Shell or Conoco or Cenex or Exxon or whatever gas station it is that you go to, and we run inside and run to that little cooler, and we pop that some bitch open and we grab ourselves a Rockstar Monster Red Bull or some bullshit garbage ass fucking gas station energy drink. Don't do that, guys. Hit up Bernie. He's got everything you need to stay energized throughout the day or for those quick fucking pick-me-ups. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's Cardomax. Cardomax.com. <laughs> <laughs> Use promo code BORNHARD. Get you that 10% off. It's literally, you guys, the, the cleanest, tastiest little tin pouch of liquid energy on the energy intensifier that you can find on the market right now today. Um, go to cardomax.com, use promo code BORNHARD, get that 10% off. You can get the energy intensifier, you can get the immune booster, because now we're going to be changing seasons into the fall. Your your immune system is going to be all wonky. You don't want to get sick. It's going to get close to flu season, if that's even still a thing. Because, um, you know, all of a sudden, fucking no one dies of the flu anymore. Apparently, I hear so. the flu's making a comeback this year. So we'll you see. know, it could, and it could be coming back with a vengeance because everyone wasn't dying from it last year. So mm-hmm. get you that immune booster because you know you're gonna need it, and it's fucking tasty as shit too. So uh, you can get that. They they also have some uh, a recovery uh, a recovery drink that you can take too for um, if. If you wanted to do that, they have a hydration drink that you can also take as well. They got some, they got some pretty good apparel, uh, apparel and some. Uh, they got little ice, like ice shakers and shit like that too. And in, in there, if you wanted to check those out, go check out cardomax.com. Use promo code BORNHARD. Get that ten percent off, and just fucking get that midday pick me up. That's nice, clean B three, B six, B twelve vitamins, BCAAs, and two hundred milligrams of caffeine. I mean, come on. That's more than the other shitty gas station energy drinks, energy drinks. Unless you're getting that fucking that uh that 300 mg uh espresso ready to drink from Black Rifle, you know. There you go. Cuz <laughs> them motherfuckers is amazing. Um or you know if you have like a like a coffee thermos or whatever. Yeah. Full of Black Rifle coffee, which mm-hmm. is the best coffee in, in all the, the lands. lands. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It is true. I've tried a lot of different coffees, and nothing compares to Black Rifle. Um, they're not paying us for this, but we just love them, love their product, love everything that they're doing. I mean, fuck, I want to be a part of that at some point. Um, shit, I'll even work at a fucking brick and mortar if they if if they ha- ever have one out here in Cali before I before I bone out to, you know, either. Texas, Arizona, Montana, or fucking Wyoming. <laughs> you know, one of those goddamn states will accept me, I, I feel. Um, we'll, we'll accept you here. Yeah. We'll make gotta, a vacancy. Gotta get for that 360. There's no vacancy so. right now. No yeah. vacancies. I can but make vacancy. If, yeah, but if you're coming out here, we'll, we'll make a vacancy for you. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking, we will soon have the biggest. Black Rifle Coffee location <clears throat> in the country. That's fucking tight. Here in my town. <laughs> I'm so know, excited. Mike, you know you where know the Mike's fuck gonna I'm going to be there. Yeah, be yeah, there no, absolutely. Because he's from Montana, which is fucking cool as shit. Like, he grew up is in Montana. He, yeah, you're talking Mike Glover? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but where is he? He's now. Is I believe he, he lives still in, down in Salt Hubert, Lake, Utah. Oh yeah, Hubert. That's right. Yeah. Okay. He, that's where he lives, but he grew up and he was born and raised in Butte, Montana. Okay, so he was up in Butte. Yeah. And so, and you know, you were saying last time uh, that Andy Stump is going to be uh, running that store, that brick and mortar, and how fucking close Mike is with Andy, with JT, Matt, Evan, fucking mm-hmm. all those guys. And Travis, now that he's doing that rally car shit, uh, that rally racing, yep, um, <clears throat> you know he's going to be out there all the fucking time. Yes, so, yes. You better take some fucking pictures, <laughs> get some autographs. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, speaking of fucking meeting people and people being fucking cool as hell, um, for those of you in the fitness that are pretty heavy into the fitness world, bodybuilding world type shit, um, lifting world, whatever. Um, I actually ran into Rob Bailey, uh, who's Dana Bailey's husband, um, and That's tight. from Rob Bailey in the hustle stand, mm-hmm. uh, he makes like uh lifting workout music type shit stuff to get you super fucking pumped and amped and jacked, uh, in That's the awesome. gym, um, ran into him, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. man, what a cool dude. <clears throat> what a cool dude. Like just unbelievably, uh, down to earth and very nice and uh, personable and just overall, just everything that I had always hoped uh, he would be. Um, if I ever got the chance to meet him, I hear uh, his wife, Dana um, is very much the same. Um, but uh, yeah, man, super cool people, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be there for their soft opening. Um, and then obviously the hard grand opening, I will, I will be there as well, uh, for black rifle over here. Um, super, super excited. I might try and get a little fucking part-time gig working over there or something. That'd be badass. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what kind of fucking time I have, mm-hmm. uh, with work, but, uh, yeah, that may, might be a, uh, a possibility. So, but excited and excited for that to open up out here. Um, I think Starbucks and some of these other coffee shops out here are going to lose their asses. Take a hit. Hell yeah. I think they're going to take a massive hit. Um, Good. Especially in this community. Because this community is so patriot-minded, right? Like, it's an extremely patriotic uh, community of people that live out here. Um, Very supportive of the military and veterans and all that type of stuff. So, um, I feel like the... A vast majority of people are going to switch over to a veteran-owned and operated and run company mm-hmm. and coffee shop um, and, and go away from these woke corporate-ass uh, businesses such as Starbucks. Um, yeah. You know, one of the other things that is extremely important in your recovery um, is not just your physical health, but also your mental and emotional health mm-hmm. and getting a good night's sleep. Um, and one of the best companies in the game for that is Shellshock CBD. Speaking of veteran-owned and operated companies, uh, Shellshock CBD is a company owned by John Burke. He is a 13-year U.S. Army veteran, uh, airborne, four and a half years in Iraq, Afghanistan, two years on the drill sergeant trail, um, training young men and women, turning them into warriors, um, and has over the last couple of years started his own CBD company, uh, over at Shellshock CBD, uh, based out of Texas. Um, 
and they have everything from THC and non-THC CBD products, um, as well as CBD products for your pets. And they just dropped their health line. So they have a lot of uh, different, you know, things such as turmeric or, um, you know, immunity type stuff to, to, to help your, your body and your system. Um, if you're looking for some good Delta 8, Delta 9, THC products, man, they're gummies. Uh, they got gummies. They got hard candies. They got, uh, I believe they've got the, uh, they got the, the Delta bar, the Delta ATHC chocolate bars. Um, they've got vapes. They've got vape cartridges. They've got, man, they got it all. So, uh, head on over to Shell Shock CBD. Support another amazing veteran-owned and operated company that is dedicated to uh, just helping people live a better, healthier life in every aspect of their life that they possibly can. Um, we are not affiliated with them. Again, none of these companies other than Cardo Max and Blackstone Labs are we affiliated with. Um, but we are just all about helping good companies that are trying to do good things for people in society and trying to help better people's lives. Uh, we're all about that shit. So uh, maybe give us a little bit of a shout out as to where you heard us. If you can, when you place that order, if you do, um, we greatly appreciate it. And then guys head on over to, uh, if you're, if you're tuning into us on Apple podcasts or something, definitely head on over there, give us a review, give us some, some four or five star, you know, likes, reviews, whatever the case is. That's what helps us get out there and get more recognition and, uh, get some more, um, you know, views and what have you, um, helps grow the show and grow this, grow this community that, that we call the tribe that we're trying to, to grow and bring people into. Y'all good over there? Yep. Yep. We're good. Sorry. I, uh, had a, refill. had a whiskey refill and I had to pee cause I got a small bladder <laughs> and I drank a lot of water today. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of water and now a lot of whiskey. Yeah. Gotta gotta have that whiskey refill on deck. So you were you were kind of talking a little bit before we started about uh, a topic that is kind of near and dear to both our hearts um, mm-hmm. that we haven't really touched on too much uh, here on the show. Yeah, and it's funny too because um, the lady had mentioned it a while back actually, um, and she. She said, because, you know, she listens, um, obviously, we, you know, we had talked about it last week when we got our fancy-dancy uh, DD214 blankets, um, that, you know, she enjoys listening to the episodes where we kind of get into our personal stuff, you know, like personal lives and how we are. Uh, oh, boy. You know, when, We're going personal on this one, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, not too personal, but, you know, when we just instant, you know, straying away from the politics and the bullshit that's going on in the world, you guys hear about it all day, every day anyways. Um, But, you know, we just kind of wanted to tap on, uh, you know, in the theme of the DD-214 blankets, uh, whoobies, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, getting out of the military, transitioning out of the military, because both of us are, are officially out. I mean, I've been out for fuck going on. Eight Shoot. years. I've been I've been out for now eight years. Actually, my anniversary was at the beginning of this month. Um because I got out August third, twenty fourteen. So yeah, it's going on eight years. Uh just over eight years now for me. It's and now it's uh been what, six months, eight months for you? Uh or no, you got out in April. Four so months. Four months. Four months. 
So yeah, you've been out for four months. months. <clears throat> yeah. Damn. Seems like seems like so long ago. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, it definitely has uh, gone by pretty quick, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's only been four months. Um, mm-hmm. It still fucks with my head a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, do you keep looking at your text thinking like, shit, I didn't text my team leader to ask fucking, or, you know, platoon, platoon leader to ask what time drill is or, you know, like, yeah, yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. I know I used to do that um, shit a lot and I would just yeah. show up to drill anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you were coming to drill just to fucking kick it with all of us. Cause all of us were still in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I had separation anxiety. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's rewind then a little bit. So Bernie and I actually met. Let's, let's do a little bit of this. So we met um, October right? two October two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done an interstate transfer from the two twentieth MP company out of Colorado down to the three thirtieth MP company in California. Um, <laughs> fuck man, uh, first first drill. My very first drill with the unit, um, we went to the field. I don't know if you remember this. We yep. went to Robin. That's right. Fucking good uh, old camp, Bob. We- yeah, we had weapons qual. Um, so <laughs> I remember, um, you know, I was a wee little pry at the time. You had just gotten back from the stand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were still mosquito wings, right? Yes. Yes, I was still a Liverpool E2 private. <laughs> um, but older than all of you fuckers. So yeah. suck my dick. Uh, I had a little bit more. Except life. for Sauce, Sauce got you beat by a couple a couple years. Is is he a couple years older? Yeah, he's forty, me? dude. Is he forty? Holy <clears throat> fuck! Yeah, he's an old he's, fuck. Listen, we need to start checking up on him. He's he's gonna drop dead any minute. That fucking that's true. He's that he's digging his own grave. <laughs> he, <laughs> well, luckily, I'm gonna get to see that fucker here in a, in a couple months. Um, Hell yeah! Because it's been a while since I've seen his fucking beautiful pretty face um yeah so first drill was we went to the field um which was a little wild for me i didn't know anybody other than one person um and uh so i was meeting all you guys for the first time luckily i ended up in the best fucking platoon in the company um hands down uh third was tightest yeah like the tightest you know what I mean? Like I would look at you know HQ and first and second. I was like, man, they don't have the bond and the camaraderie that third platoon does. You know, it was it, it had that family mentality and atmosphere from the minute I walked into formation. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was super fucking cool. I had a blast, even though it was Camp Roberts. Um, I immediately hated that fucking place the minute I got there, and I had never been there before. Yeah, um, as everyone does. Up, Oh, dude, when I turned on the water in the bathroom to fill up my camelback and it came out fucking rust red. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck is this noise? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we don't. We don't I think do it was that you here. that told yeah. me that you're like, we don't drink that water. <laughs> like, okay, well, where the fuck am I going to get water? Oh, we'll get water bottles or something here pretty hmm. soon. We didn't get water for like a fucking entire day. Yeah. Like we were completely And I think fucked. it was a water buffalo, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, then we got a water buffalo. So I knew we were fucked. I was like, huh, going to die of dysentery. All right. Yep. Here we go, little Johnny Oregon Trail. <laughs> it's like we're <laughs> fucking dying. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where Bernie and I met, and man, we we clicked pretty much immediately. Um, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, and then it just sparked from there. Um, shortly after, I wound up on your team. Um, mm-hmm. 
with you and sauce and it was and like i had that. a couple iterations before before you came to my team i had a couple iterations where i was trying to get you and sauce on my team because mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. like i can't stand these new fucking these new boots that keep coming in here yeah they don't know shit. They don't fucking have work ethic. Like yeah. the only the only person that I had on my team, and I've, I I feel bad because now I can't remember his name, um, because he was the dude that transferred out and like moved to fucking some other like Kansas or some shit. But he he was only in my team for like three four months. But he was like he was that hardcore Christian kid that was like he was like super young compared to us. He won? Uh no, he was a he was a it E3. wasn't Marshall, right? No, not Marshall. Okay. Um, Marshall ended up going to fucking the two twentieth in Colorado. Oh, no shit. He went to Miles. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. I hit up a couple of my homegirls up there and I was like, hey, one of my prizes is coming up to you guys and you guys take care of them. And apparently yeah. they hit me up and they're like, Yeah, we got him. And then I think the next month they hit me up and like, I got your boy. Nice. I'm his team leader and <laughs> I'll make sure he gets squared away. So I knew he was going to good people because mm-hmm. uh those 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 females that I had hit up um were like family to me um don't talk to one of them anymore um which is unfortunate um but uh amazing leader soldier female friend um and the other one i talked to pretty con- uh, you went silent <laughs> yeah did you did you accidentally mute yourself because I, I lost all audio right now. Son of a bitch. Weird. Anyways, yeah. There so the go. other one, okay. uh, <laughs> the other one, uh, the other female, uh, she, we actually went to basic training together. So that was. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Cool I remember her. That she was yeah. taking over, uh, taking over Marshall. What the fuck? <laughs> hey! hey, we're back. Okay, yeah. so that was fucking weird. <laughs> Literally. Cut and came right back. Yeah. Um, So that was weird. Okay. So my first team leader was Deckel. Yeah. um, Which that was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Love her to death. Um, Deckel, if you're listening, love you, babe. Um, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. She taught me a lot when I first got into the unit. Um, Good leader. And then. I bounced, I can't remember the other team. I bounced to one other team, I think, before coming to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was with you and Sauce for about a year. Yeah. And we got and we got Escalante decided, at one point. And then we got yeah, Lanny at one then, point. Like, Yeah. That, okay. So I think what killed it <laughs> was when it was you, me, Sauce, and Lanny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because um, we were just a full team of fuckery. We, okay. We were the A team. <laughs> we were. Literally. But fuck me, the shenanigans were off the charts with the four of us together. But the one thing that fucking G and Sarno could always count on was the A-team to fucking come around and get shit going, get shit done. Even though we had a fuck ton of just tomfoolery and just shenanigans and sham sham (laughs) shenanigans and tomfoolery fuckery. We always got shit done in a timely manner and to the best of our abilities. And if we couldn't do it to yes. the best of our abilities, we enlisted a private. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we got it done to the best of that private. And blamed him and for his fucking it up. All on the fucking yeah. private for being all <laughs> fucked off. Um, no, but, but that's kind of how we were, right? Like 
legit mission shit was we got it done mm-hmm. and we were usually the the go-to team that that our platoon leadership would go to to make sure that shit got fucking yeah done. um the rest of the time when necessary stuff was not needed mm-hmm. we were fucking off yeah uh, we were having a lot of fun, man. We were making everybody fucking laugh. We were getting into trouble. Oh, fucking reading the. Uh, I don't know how reading. I the, never got a fucking article. 50. Reading the tar- the Tucker Max books in the back. <laughs> the oh Tucker Max God, stories in the bro. back of the fucking motor pool. I hope they serve beer in hell, yes. guys. If you have not read that book or watched the, the movie, fuck, go read it or watch the movie. But you know, you, you got to read, read the book first. But the movie is a, uh, a fair depiction of the book. <laughs> yeah, um, Freddie Prince Jr. is in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope they serve beer now or the Tucker Max story. Um, anyways, so they realized after about a year of the four of us being together, that it was a bad idea. Yeah. Like a really bad idea. <laughs> so in their infinite levels of wisdom, they decided let's split up the four fuck offs and let's give each one of them their own team. Yeah. So now we have <laughs> four teams. What of fuckery. <laughs> but anyway, we have 16 fuck offs yeah. instead of just four. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their logic was on that, but we went from just having an A team to having uh four A teams. <laughs> yeah. Um because our teams were always fucking together. Yeah. Um so pretty much we took over, you know, one and a half ish squads <laughs> in the platoon <laughs> with yeah. our team. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Uh and it was a shit show. It um it was a good shit show fun. though. Uh so and we were, dude, I was a team leader for roughly four years. Um, and then the military just went to shit. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm done. Yeah. I can't, I can't punish my privates. I can't smoke them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can punish my privates every night, but that's a different story. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's for another podcast. <laughs> that's, that's for the Patreon when, when we, uh, when <laughs> that, we get the Patreon right. up. <laughs> That'll be a story for the Patreon. I don't want to get fucking kicked off of some shit for talking about how, how uh, I punish my privates on a nightly basis. <laughs> uh, they get a fair amount of beating mm-hmm. and they come out exhausted. Yep. Uh, but they, they learn their lesson, up. let me say this. <laughs> they usually throw up and then I continue to beat them in their own throw up mm-hmm. and then they learn their lesson and tighten back up mm-hmm. uh <laughs> fuck we just yeah. lost we just went down a dark uh, dark all, rabbit hole all, all five of our listeners yeah right now. i think we're up uh, to nine now <laughs> well five of them are gone uh, we're down to four mm. starting over uh but yeah so we it got to a point man where i couldn't smoke any of my fucking joe's I couldn't do anything other than like give them a negative counseling, which is a fucking bag of dicks because it goes into a filing cabinet and it gets lost in fucking admin's office and nothing ever happens. And they never lose their lesson, learn their lesson. They don't give a fuck about it. They never change. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, I'm done. I want to be a fucking team leader. Anymore. Take it. Mm-hmm. Take it from me. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, and I stepped down from being a team leader and went back to just being a Joe. Um, because I just, I, there was no helping. Well, and you, you also didn't have the rank either. Like for that responsibility. I didn't have, okay. I didn't have the rank, but because of the time Mm. that I had in, because of my mentality and the way I presented myself and how hard I worked, I was always already looked at and treated like an NCO. Well, no, 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 uh, not, not that. I mean like the, like you didn't have the official rank to 
uh, of right. the position you were filling. Like as a team leader, you should be an E5 or above. You should be an E5. And, right. you know, by being an E4, a specialist or a corporal, whichever, you know, tomfoolery right. fuckery you get fucked with. What they should have done. Mm. This is, listen, this fucking National Guard, a bunch of fuck offs. <laughs> um, specifically, the California Army National Guard MP Corps. Yeah, in its entirety. Motherfuckers. All up and down. If you're going to put a fucking senior E4 into a leadership position, such as a team leader, advance them to fucking corporal. It doesn't change their fucking pay, but it gives them the rank that coincides with the amount of fucking responsibility that you are handing to that fucking soldier. Stop being a bag of dicks and saying, we don't do corporals because we're the MP Corps. Fuck you. Give your senior All right, well then give me the fucking three stripes. Right. Give your fucking E4 specialists that are senior specialists that have been an E4 for two, three years or whatever, however fucking long that have the time in. If you're going to put them in a leadership position, you better fucking advance them to the lowest level of the NCO fucking core and give them their corporal stripes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. simple. Because I'm pretty sure that's the way it fucking goes in active duty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was an E4 for, let's see. I got my date of my date of rank was January 1, 2011. Because mm-hmm. they blanket they blanket promoted all of us. I should have had mine six months prior, but they blanket fucking promoted us in country. Everyone who was an E three got promoted to E four, like regardless of time in service, time in rank. No shit. Yeah. Um it was so, basically well, it was a field grade promotion on, essentially. So you had E3s that only been E3s for like a fucking week that picked uh, up four? No, it was it they had to at least have 6 months of time and rank. Okay. So uh, time, time and grade time was and grade. a specific time frame. Yeah, it was like you couldn't have just gotten your 3 like a week before and then get blanketed and get your 4 right away. It was, it was a minimum So you still of had months. 3s. Out on the well, that was the thing was we didn't even have threes anymore because all of our threes, which was everyone lower than our team leaders, uh-huh. we were all threes at that point. Um, and we had okay. all gotten promoted roughly if they weren't, uh, if they didn't have a higher or longer time in grade than I, um, because I got my I got my three during MOBE or pre MOBE at fucking okay. Roberts. Okay, like so, SRP primo yeah. time. Okay. Um that was when I got my E3 and there was only like three other E3s or E2s getting promoted to E3 at, around that same time. Everyone else was getting their E3s a couple months later. So like, when you guys went down range Now when you say blanketed blanket promoted are you just talking about platoon level, or did they do this at the company level? Uh, well, because we were separate. Third, because you were separate, separate out uh, at Clark. Yeah, the commander came and blanket promoted us at the same time, but I don't know if it was the rest of the company as well that he did. He did ours at Clark. He did our. So he could have gone ceremony. to Salerno and fucking done the yeah. rest of the okay. the rest of the company there. And then right. that same day or next day, he came over to us, did our promotion ceremony just with third. Okay. Um, but so as far as you know, it was just third. Yeah. So at that point, you guys didn't have any threes. We didn't have below. any threes or below. 
we were all fours or above. Or NCOs. Yeah. Cool. But once we got home, so we got, okay, so that was uh, Gen 1 was time of rank or time and grade. uh, And that was three months after, or three months later, we fucking started the, you know, fucking get home process. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got home, as soon as we got back, I was already in a team leader slot mm-hmm. because I was taking over for Ortiz in the team leader slot in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So it was, well, I was kind of bouncing around between teams because when I was on leave was when he got blown up um, and he got sent Now, home. was that the... The hand situation. The hand situation. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the primer uh, blasting cap uh, situation. Uh, uh, guys, complacency fucking loses digits. It does. Three to be exact. This. The complacency um, will lose you some fucking digis. So or actually, digit, no, what you got? two, because and a half, done. roughly two, yeah, roughly two and a half. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that was that was a well, and it was just luck of the draw. Literally, he drew the short straw on that one because he was the first to pick it up and he was the last to hold it before it officially went off. Um. And he had passed it around to everyone in the room. Everyone, everyone on that mission had touched it. Ain't that a? Bitch. It went through everyone's hands, and when it finally got back to him, it eventually, it eventually fucking blasted. So after he got, you know, sent home after that, um, and I came back from leave, it was a kind of a shit show of like where the team was because <clears throat> even in that scenario uh my gunner cuz I was still his driver before that um my gunner Jimmy he got put on another team and then his driver while I was on leave ended up going to another team and then when I came back obviously I didn't have a team leader so they kind of put Jimmy in charge as you know, acting team leader for a minute with me as gunner bones as driver for a good couple, like maybe three weeks or so. And then they kind of shifted us out. They ended up having me as a team leader for a couple missions. They had Jimmy, like we were kind of back and forth between me and Jimmy as team leader and gunner. We were just kind of swapping off. Um, but then once we finally got home, I was like immediately thrusted into the fucking team leader position. They were like, we're home now. We have the time where we have the space. We have the fucking like, we're getting all these new boots that fucking were rear debt and fucking now we've got new boots from fucking from basic that they're coming in. We got a fuck ton of people coming in. So we need more team leaders. Bernie, congratulations. your team leader. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Like I got this. So from, let's see, May of 11 till August of 2014. So that's what, three, three, three years and three months-ish? Mm-hmm. Um, I was a team leader. 
like designated team leader. Like I was writing fucking uh, NCOERs or SPE fucking, what was it? Spec 4E fucking ERs, the evaluations for fucking mm-hmm. promotable E4s and fucking yep. for for NCOs. Like I was writing fucking, I wrote Ornelas's fucking NCOER. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like I'm writing, I'm writing fucking evaluations for people ranked higher than I am. And I got fucked, you know, obviously with my fucking legal issues that happened. Um, yeah. That fucked me. But then not having my fucking, my 4100 with a fucking, with zero awards, medals, and fucking, and scores yeah. on it. I had to completely do my shit, get, upload all of my shit. That's admin's job. Putting all that shit into iPerms, getting shit into Deers, getting shit, like, doing SSD1 that they told me I didn't have to fucking do for E4 to 5. And then all of a sudden, the last six months that I was in, yeah. all of a sudden, now it's required. It's like so that was one thing that pissed me off because right when they were like, "Oh, hey, Maddie, you're fucking, you're promotable," and I was like, "Oh, fucking right, cool." Uh, but they just changed it like last week that now you have to have SSD one done. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, wow, cool, fuck me, right?" So I did SSD one. Literally, the drill that I finished SSD one. They changed it, and I now had to have SSD1 and BLC in order to get promoted. Fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. god damn it, dude. Because before, the way it worked before was that you could pick up your five as long as you had time and grade, time and service as a four, and then you had 12 months time frame to go to BLC and do SSD1. But you could get promoted without it, and then they changed it right, right when I became eligible. Um, so I got fucked out of that. Uh, you know, so much changed right when you got out. Everything started to go down to shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know, the the crazy part too is when I got out, you know, I was still coming to drill because. I was so lost that I was just like, I just need someone to hang out with. I don't have any friends. Um, <laughs> so I would still come to drill every fucking month, hang out with you assholes. But I was seeing it literally on a monthly basis of how it was deteriorating after I left. I was like, Bro, oh, my so God, this bad. is so. And I was just like, I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with this now. Like, I'm not in mm-hmm. uniform anymore. I don't have to mm-hmm. fucking listen to you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. this is great. Dude, it was so bad. And it just continuously went downhill. And a lot of people ask me why I got out. I got out because the military is a bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking worth it anymore, people. It's not. All you little fucktards that are like, yeah, I'm going to enlist. Bro, stop. Why are you enlisting? Is my question. What is it that makes you want to enlist into today's military under this fucking administration? And if you say free college, I'm going to punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> yeah, I did see that comment um, on uh, Payne's post. Was I um, wrong? No. Pretty fucking um, sure I'm not wrong. Yeah. Because like what Cody was saying was totally right as well. And what you were saying was totally right in the same aspect of for us, 
when we got in, we didn't join for the college. We joined for the experience for the fucking, like, we joined during fucking war. Bro, we I joined because I wanted to, to kill motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's and, why I enlisted. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be a cop, civilian side. So the yeah. guy was like, okay, if you want to go down range and get into firefights, your two best MOS options are going to be either 11 bang bang, going as fucking infantry, or go in as a combat MP. Mm-hmm. That's it. I was like, done. Combat MP, because I'll be a military police officer. I'll be a law enforcement officer within our fucking U.S. military. And then that'll help me get on, get on the civilian side as well. Mm-hmm. So I can go down range. I can kill dirt bags. And then I can come home and I can go be a cop. And kill dirt cool. bags. Cool. That's why. <laughs> kill dirt bags. Uh, this is why. I, that's why I enlisted. I didn't enlist for the fucking college money because I knew I wasn't going to go back to college. I knew I wasn't going to go back to school. I had the post 9-11 GI Bill, but I knew I was probably never going to fucking use it. So realistically, I was holding onto it to transfer it to my kids someday. Yeah. Right. And see, like, Which for I can't me, fucking do. Kind of fucking was. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it was it was an afterthought. Like, you know, like Cody said, like college mm-hmm. was an afterthought for us because, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been using my my GI Bill. Like from 2016 until now, I mean, I've been using my GI Bill. I mean, the last couple of years has been on and off. Um, but I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do anymore. Because when I got out, I had already kind of given up on the whole law enforcement thing. Because when you and I first met, you were starting the process with, uh, uh, LASD. Mm-hmm. I remember you had started talking about it and you were like, yeah, I'm going to get through the application process and then I'm going to go into mm-hmm. the oral and then I'll do the physical and then do the fucking mm-hmm. everything. And I was already like, okay, LASD sounds pretty cool. Let's, mm-hmm. let's check into that. Then I got my first DUI <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> fuck. Well, for those of you that don't know me, um, yeah, here's the personal coming out. Um, I don't really give a fuck anymore, but yes, I do have two DUIs on on my record, and yes, I still drink, but I don't drive um, <laughs> after drinking. Uh, but so yeah, after my first DUI, I was like, "Well, fuck this kind." Of, and like literally, as I'm cuffed in the fucking front seat of the CHP because he had a partner, his partner sat, uh, bitch, um, in the back. I was sitting shotgun and I was talking to the driver. Um, and I was just like, so how fucked am I if I was uh, just starting the application process for LASD? <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, you're kind of fucked on that one. He was like, not totally. We have uh, we have quite a bit of officers with DUIs on the record. Like, you're not completely out. Like, don't give up if you, you know, if you think that this is just an end-all be-all. But it's going to take you a few years to... Mm-hmm even get back into the application process, but right. you know, don't give up. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. I don't have a couple years. Like this was time. Now it needed to happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and for the record, not to interject um, mm-hmm. and interrupt, but for the record guys, Bernie's first DUI was kind of a fucked up situation. Yeah. Um, that was right after that first AT back first. Yeah. Yeah. So first <laughs> DUI, he actually had stopped drinking. Quite a few hours prior. Yeah. Like it was like, I think like four hours prior mm-hmm. and actually went to bed <clears throat> and slept yeah. and then got up to go to work. 
mm-hmm. I believe. You were yeah. on your way to work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Got into an argument with the lady he was with at the time. Mm-hmm. As he was leaving, got out, you know, left, got in his truck, went to get on the freeway, got on a little quick, you know, mm-hmm. little tiny burnout, you know, squealed <laughs> yeah, the tires, squealed the tires whatever, on the, like on minimally, the and got rolled for that, mm-hmm. right? When, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, um, but when you got rolled, you passed the field sobriety test. Yep. Passed it. Mm-hmm. And he then told they did me a I secondary it. breathalyzer, breathalyzer just to confirm that you were good. And you blew like a 0.09. Yeah, it was it was close to that. Or a 0.10 or something like that. It <clears> was, yeah, it was it like was, one Bro, it was like yeah. borderline, oh, just barely over the legal limit. That yeah. was still in your system from before you went to bed. Yeah. It wasn't like he was out at a fucking bar and got shit housed and then stumbled out of the bar and got in his truck and was weaving all over the fucking road and shit. Like, yeah, it was one of those fucking weird flute freak things. And you actually got rolled by West Covina PD initially, but because I got on the freeway, you got stopped on the freeway. CHP took over eastbound Mm -hmm. CHP took over and decided to jam you up with a Dewey. Uh, at least they were cool and didn't tow your truck, which I do remember they... The first one, yeah. He was like, do you mind if my partner... Well, the first one, um, the first one he said, do you mind if my partner takes your truck off the freeway so we can, you know, do this off the freeway? And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then we did the whole fucking, you know, the the field gymnastics. He was like, all right, well, you know, he did pretty good on that, but here, blow into this. And I was like, fuck, all right. All right." I was like, well, why? Like, you, you told me that I did good, you know. He goes, uh, you know, it's just secondary procedure. I was like, all right, whatever. So I blew into it, and he goes, oh, man. So let me turn you around and put your hands behind your back. And he was like, do you mind if uh, my partner here parks your truck up in this parking lot? Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, if it means not towing it, fucking by all means, go for it. Like, I already know yeah. I'm fucked at this point. Thanks. Yep. But yeah. at least don't so- tow it. Yeah, so I just wanted to make it clear because a lot of people are like, you know, you will have some of those people are like, oh, drunk drivers deserve to be fucking buried and all this other shit. Yeah. Throw the book I, at which, them. Which, dude, I do to a certain some extent. Some of I them, do yeah. Absolutely. Like this specific situation, um, I mean, any one of us that goes out and has two beers with dinner could potentially blow what you blew. Yeah. Realistically, we're not impaired. We're totally fine, mm-hmm. but we could potentially blow a 0.09. Yeah. Right. So, and, and if we did, regardless of whether we're impaired or not, technically, legally, any officer can go ahead and hook you for a DUI at that point because you are over the legal limit. Yeah. Even um, at a 0.08, they have the discretion to pull you, to yes. take you in. Yes. Even so, though that is the limit, you can still be a 0.08 and go home. You the it's up to it's discretion. It's up to the you can even have a point oh five, and if you're just acting like a drunk dumbass, the cop can yep. still take you in for suspicion of DUI mm-hmm. because so they yeah. Can, I just want to make that clear. Like it wasn't like Bernie was being a fucking drunk asshole. Uh, yeah, so I was a bit lost at that point um, when that shit happened. 
Yes. And I was like, fuck, well, this kind of ruined my chances of, you know, being a cop again mm-hmm. or now. And so I, at that point, I just kind of lost all interest in, uh, in law enforcement. I was like, you know, of course I, obviously I support, I support first responders, LEOs, fucking military, yeah. everyone, you know? Absolutely. Um, but it was just not, it wasn't my path. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, let's try to figure out a fucking path. Cause I was still in, I still had three years left on my contract and mm-hmm. I was like, now what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Not to mention I, I was already, I was working at that point. I was, um, I was working I security. Remember, I remember the dick move I pulled on you <laughs> after that. Cause you had the blowjob machine in your truck. Yep. And do you remember <laughs> that one morning? I was hung over as fuck and we were headed to drill. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what would happen if I blew into this while you were driving? <laughs> and you were like, don't, don't. do it. Please don't. And I was like, but what would happen if I did? And you were like, just don't do it. And I was like, but I want to find out. And you're like, you don't want to find out. <laughs> and I blew into it. And your alarm went off yep. while we were driving down the fucking road. <laughs> yeah. And we had to like go get it reset. Pull over, get reset. Yep. Yeah. Turn off off the truck, fucking reset it. I had to soberly blow into it. God damn, that was so funny. It took an extra fucking 15 (laughs) minutes to get to drill that day. You were so mad at me. Yeah. Oh, you didn't talk to me like all day. That fucking shit was so funny. We were mobbing down the freeway. It was like fucking your car alarm's alarm going goes off. off. All like, the lights are flashing and you're like, you motherfucker. And I was like, so that's why you did. I understand now. I really shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like still drunk from the night before. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like once once that kind of happened, I, I was, you know, I was a little bit lost at that point because I was like, well, shit, I just and, and because of my DUI, I ended up losing my job as a security officer um, because for the job that I was doing as a field supervisor, I had to drive the company vehicle. Can't drive a company vehicle with no license. Right. Even though I had my license, I had a restriction on it that had to have a blowjob machine in my fucking truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't drive can't work in that position they did wrongfully terminate me they could have relocated me to a fucking position lower than what i was like a sentry position yeah a sentry position yeah. i can drive my own vehicle to my spot yes but they just fired me and then like their reasoning was because i was intending to come to work drunk i was like how do you know that they're like because you were on your way to work when you got your dui i was like right. but i was what if i was gonna call drunk, out though i was like i wasn't drunk I just happened to get a DUI. I'm, I was charged with a DUI. I was not convicted yet. Um, <laughs> but whatever uh, you gotta, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Yeah. Uh, Which, but, speaking of DUIs and law enforcement, real quick story. Uh, this just happened in Santa Clarita. Uh, really? A fucking LASD deputy. Okay. Apparently, one of the SWAT guys was fucking hammered as they do in his SWAT SUV. Oh shit. Because they get take home rigs, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And fucking crashed it. Oh shit. And then ditched it. What? And they found him hiding like a mile from the fucking people. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow, that is nuts. Yeah. 
Hammer drunk. Yeah, I just heard about this. Like Jeez. a day ago. Wow, that's fucking... Yeah. I didn't even hear about that. Um, that's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. But I mean, you know... <laughs> so some, it happens to the best of them. It. But this... So this is basically what... So this kind of leads us into the topic, which was uh, brought up by... Uh, your lady, which was how it was for us transitioning out of the military. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to follow the thread here. Yeah, sorry. We got we got a uh we got a text sorry. thread going on for the for all the uh the groomsmen. Listen, I started it <laughs> off with the Kate Beckinsale midget. That's my preference. <laughs> I was asked a preference, all right, and that would yeah. be my preference. Uh not too sure if that's a possibility. I'm probably gonna get more like something from you know, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like the meme that is posted right above my preference. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the case. That's not fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> are you nine or 45? Is that your caliber preference for killing the midget when you're done with it? Oh, I didn't realize we were killing that, it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I didn't know if we were or not. It wasn't specified. I, just I was just more, asked, I just what's your preference ammo. on midget? What's your preference on caliber? I was like, <laughs> I mean, is the caliber for after I'm done with the midget? Or uh, You know, I don't know. I mean, but um, I, I just need more Because if that's the case, I'm on board because that's a much smaller hole for me to dig. Yeah. Because standard prosties are like anywhere between 5.3 and 5.6. And I don't want to have to dig that big hole. That's true. Yeah. But um, it's down to Holly Paula <laughs> points and Kate Beckinsale look alike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, we digress. Okay, so so the topic that was brought up was kind of transitioning get out. away from, yeah, to get away from politics a little bit and get a little bit more personal on what things were like for us transitioning out of the military. Uh, and I feel like we've felt, already gotten pretty personal. <laughs> yeah, so how we felt and and what we. Um, have dealt with getting out and what other veterans may deal with experience on their way out as well. So I am not going to be anywhere near the same as Bernie. Um, mostly because uh, I'm not negating the negativity of what was starting to flood and infiltrate the military and our side of it when Bernie got out. Um, But I'm definitely going to say that, you know, I was in for another six years after six to seven years after Bernie got out. Um, And so the deterioration of, of the military over the course of that six to seven years was drastically worse than it was when he got out, when he actually pulled the plug and got out. Um, So I feel like Bernie's experience is going to be slightly different than mine because of the fact that he may have still had a little bit more of a, a positive attachment to his service and the, to the uniform and whatnot than I did when I, by the time I got out. So um, for me, you know, over the course of 
that six to seven year difference, I got to see how bad it got. I got to personally experience it. Um, leadership is complete fucking trash in within the military and it's plaguing the fucking ranks. Um, leaders are lazy. Uh, readiness and retention NCOs are fucking lazy. They don't give a shit about their Joes unless they're besties or it's a female that's sucking their fucking dick. Um, and if you're not in one of those two categories, good fucking luck on promoting. Um, I busted my ass. You can ask 99.9% of the people that I served with. Um, I was I guarantee not you there's only bag. one person that won't. <laughs> Um, agree yeah probably the ex <laughs> she always had it out for you oh oh she's a fucking cunt anyway yeah um day fucking one again like i said there's only two realistic ways that most people get to blc and promote within the military either your buddy buddy with your readiness nco and you're in them with the with the good old boys club or you're sucking the dick of your leadership. Yeah. You can figure out which one fits that category. (laughs) It's the latter. Um, So, but that's the problem is that leadership is so fucking bad that that's where it got. So I was always outspoken, right? Yeah. This is one reason why some of my best friends and closest friends within the military were, Commanders or first sergeants. That's true. Like or sergeant majors, right? Yeah. For command sergeant majors. Mm, yeah. Sergeant Williams. Master yeah. sergeants. Shit like this. Okay. Because I'm that type of guy that I don't give a flying fuck what your rank is or who you are. If you're eight the fuck up and you're a piece of shit, I'm going to tell you you're eight the fuck up and you're a piece of shit. Because we have standards in the fucking military. I don't care what your rank is. More so, it's more so important the higher your rank is to set that fucking standard and be the example, right? Leaders lead from the front. That's how it goes. You learn that in fucking BLC. You learn that as a fucking officer at OCS. Like you're a leader, you lead from the front. You never ask your soldiers to do anything that you would not do yourself. You never ask your soldiers to do anything that is illegal, immoral, or fucking dangerous to their health and safety. And like also, um, like how Moore said in, uh, you know, the uh, commander of the first company to enter Vietnam from We Were Soldiers. Mm-hmm. He said, I will be the first off the plane off the helicopter and the last back on absolutely like you are the first to engage and you are the last to leave yes you're the last to eat as leadership you are the last (laughs) one to eat you get you make sure your joes get fucking food first you make Mm -hmm. sure that everyone has water first you make every Mm -hmm. make sure that everyone is good and you know good to go and fucking everything is up to up to snuff before you take care of your own shit you take care Mm -hmm. of your own shit last that's what a good leader does Absolutely. And it's, it, it got to a point where that, and and it is that way now where that's not the case. Right. So throughout my career, my second half of my career, I got to a point where I was like, I'm done. I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start calling it how it is. 
I'm going to start calling these pieces of shit out. I'm going to start holding leadership accountable. Which one earned me the respect of much higher levels of leadership within my company. As like, like you said, company commanders, first sergeant, you know, fucking command sergeant major, the fucking, you know, battalion, Battalion, CSM or whatever brigade CSM, you know, whatever the case was. But at the lower level, at the platoon level and whatnot, it ruffled a lot of feathers. At the at the uh, admin level, it ruffled a lot of feathers because these were all the people that were taking care that were taking advantage of soldiers mm-hmm. and abusing their power and position to get what they want to further their career, but not giving a fuck about anybody else. Mm-hmm. So the people that were willing to suck their dick and fucking eat their ass were the ones that were getting promoted and the ones that were getting sent to BLC, but they were also shitbags. Yeah, they were also fucking horrible soldiers, and so these. But because they were willing to keep their mouth shut and do favors, sexual and non-sexual, they were. Mm-hmm. That was how they got where they wanted to be. Right? Well, I wasn't a part of that. I wasn't cool with that. So it cost me. It did. So, but the funny thing is, is that I stayed in E four throughout my career. But I can't tell you how many times senior NCOs or officers would call me and refer to me as Sarn mm-hmm. and forget that I still had the sham shield on my chest. Yeah. It was funny. But it's because of the way that I presented myself and I act, I didn't act like a fucking E4. I acted like a salty ass NCO that had been around the block for a fucking hot minute. Yeah, I knew my shit. I got my jobs done when my jobs need to get done. And I wasn't going to put up with anybody's fucking crap. Yeah. And that was the problem that I saw. So by the time that I got to the end of my career in that 12 year mark, my 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 last year, my 12th year of my career. I was done. I wanted no part of this military. We're soft Mm -hmm. as fuck. We're a bunch of pussies. You've got Mm -hmm. these kids that are enlisting. To go back to that Facebook post and conversation I had, mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of fucking kids that are enlisting for the college money that don't have a warrior mindset and have no intention or desire to kill. And you know what that gets you? Pussies downrange. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fold. They're, they're gonna fold under fire. And one of my very close friends said, "But you can teach them that warrior mindset." No, the fuck you can't. I'm well, it's sorry. Gonna be, it's gonna be if we do ever get back into which we are. Um, if we, and when we get into another conflict and or war, um, it's going to be the same situation as Vietnam, where you have the soldiers that don't want to be there, that were forced into it, that are shooting three to 12 inches above the heads of fucking Viet Cong that are getting their entire fucking platoon mowed down by the Viet Cong that are willing, able, and fucking ready to decimate the fucking playing field. And that's going to be us all over again. It's history repeating itself. Yeah. And the pussification you, you, of America. You, yes. And, and the American military. It, it's going to get the small percentage of soldiers that are fucking warriors, that are killers, that are savages. It's going to put them into dangerous situations that are going to get them fucking killed yeah and case in point uvalde yes we are seeing this in our society on a civilian level when you watch the security cam footage from uvalde there is one officer 
fucking one. From the time they enter that school to the time that Bortak finally gets their shit together, gets in and makes entry into the classroom. One fucking cop that makes multiple attempts to advance and close distance on the classroom to get a potential shot on the fucking shooter to eliminate the threat. One. And you know who that was? It wasn't a young cop. It was the old motherfucker. It was the OG. While all these young pussy-ass kids that were fucking wearing the badge stood back in the fucking hallway with their weapons pointed at the goddamn ground. Mm -hmm. This is what we're going to get, and this is what we have now in our military fighting force. Yeah. And it's fucking scary, and it's disgusting. And that's why the fuck I got out. Between that and the transgender awareness fucking briefings I had to sit to, sit through, and multiple sharp briefings on a fucking monthly basis, I'm telling you, in the last four years that I was in, I shot weapons and went to the range maybe once a fucking year. The rest of the time was spent doing online briefings and classes and trans awareness and fucking resiliency and all this other fucking hippy dippy garbage bullshit. Yeah. And I want nothing to do with it. So by the time I got out, I was pissed. I want nothing to do with it. So my experience in getting out is going to be a little bit different than things that I dealt with and suffered Mm -hmm. from or through than what you did because you still had a little bit of a positive mentality or outlook on the military and the brotherhood. Yeah. See, I flip-flopped a lot. My last year, I flip-flopped a lot of staying Mm -hmm. in or getting out, staying in, getting out. I know because I tried to talk you into it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, shit. Well, shit. Like we were trying to find fucking deployments. Like you and I were, we were trying to find deployments on fucking everywhere. We volunteered for deployments. Yeah. And got denied every fucking time. They're like, no, we want the cherries. Why? Why do you or, want the fucking cherries to go? Or we got picked below? up and then they'd scrap the point. Yeah. They'd be like, that okay, that yeah, one get, get, get ready for yeah. SRP. And then they're like, they're like oh, okay, go cool. on. And then like a month before SRP, they're like, just kidding. You scrapped it out. Yeah. But I mean, like for me, like I, I went through a lot of that bullshit too with, you know, when I was getting out doing all the fucking sharp training, doing all the fucking AT level ones, all the fucking bullshit since, uh, not the sensitivity fucking bullshit. We didn't do the, tr- we didn't have, we didn't have no trans fucking sensitivity training. None of that bullshit. Cause that wasn't a thing yet. Like, I think that came about like maybe a year or two after I got out. Um, but like, I do remember doing all of those, Dumbass fucking classes. We only went to the range once a fucking year to qual. We would have to go, and that was usually during AT, where they would set up a qual day. Yep. And we'd fuck around for an entire fucking day. No one would fucking zero. Every, oh my God, I fucking hated it. You're a fucking soldier. Your primary mission is to hold and shoot and be effectively shoot, uh, be effective at shooting a fucking M4 and because you're in the MP core an M9 at the time. Now it's a fucking M17, but which is, I, if I swear, if there, if there is as many fucking first time bolos, first time no goes on the fucking 320, uh, the M17 as there was on the fucking M9. Oh my God. Like, that just more solidifies the 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 incompetency of the new fucking military because the M17 is 
so much fucking better than the M9 as far the as M9's a complete recoil. Recoil, fuck, they're the same round. Recoil, uh, weight, fucking everything about the fucking 320 or M17 is so much better than the fucking M9. And shit, even like especially the sights, you know, having that fucking the Trijicon night sights that are standard on that fucking thing. I don't know if they're Trijicon, but I know they're night sights. Um, but if there's fucking so is if there's as many first time no goes on the fucking m17 than there was on the m9 back when i was in oh my god it's just this new generation uh, i was listening to the uh the mike force uh podcast the other day mm-hmm. and i'm still i'm still like way behind on it because i started from episode one and then like i was just working my way up and I, in between i like skipped probably 10 15 episodes or so and then fucking like i'm kind of close to where we are now today but i think i'm still like I think I'm in the beginning of January this year. Um, and he was he was talking about... <clears throat> I forget who he was talking to or with, but he was talking about the military today and how the... <clears throat> how basic training and how the... Um, how, how light the load is for these initial entry programs... Um, like with the, with, with the fucking, the stress cards and the, the fucking, you get your cell phone and basic training now, like all day, every day you get to keep your cell phone and keep it in your wall locker overnight and this and that, like you don't like, you know, in, in, uh, Mike Glover's time, you know, he was back in before he was, he was already a part of the soft community before nine eleven, I believe. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like he was, I think he was, a he was a tomb guard even before nine eleven. Cause I think yeah, I that think was so. one of his first, I think that was like one of his first main, like big missions was being yes. a fucking guard for the tomb, the tomb of, of the, the unknown, unknown soldier. soldier. Like, yeah. Which is fucking dope as shit. Like that's one thing. For sure is on my bucket list is to go. Yeah. The amount of fucking discipline, attention to detail, fucking uh, training that they have to do. The 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 weapons inspection. Holy fucking dog Mm -hmm. shit. Like that weapon inspection. And and because of the muscle memory, like, did you see the video of of Mike doing the weapon inspection at the tomb? Not yet. Oh, dude. It's fucking amazing. No, like, I haven't watched it yet. He just posted it, right? On yeah, he po- I think he posted it like last Mike week. Mike Glover actual? Well, it was on his IG that I saw it. <clears throat> I saw oh, Actually, man. I saw it on another person's IG. And then the next day I had seen it on his IG. Um, okay. But he does. I'll have to look it up. He does a full fucking inspection, like a changeover inspection. Mm-hmm. And fucking perfect and he said it's been like 17 years since he's done it so okay 17 years ago so 05 was when Mm -hmm. he was a tomb guard like holy shit that's fucking amazing uh the the amount of the trueness of muscle memory is fucking amazing yeah Um, but today in in today's society of of the military 
There is no muscle memory. The only muscle memory is them grabbing their fucking phones. There mm-hmm. is no, there is no etiquette anymore. That is there even fucking DNC anymore in fucking basic training like <clears throat> co- I don't uh, customs and man, courtesies like I would assume there is, but there isn't anywhere near the focus on customs and courtesies or DNC. I think mm-hmm. that there was when when we were in right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> like, like I know somebody that just got in about a year ago. Uh, and I remember when she was going through basic training and shit and she was posting stuff to her Facebook mm-hmm. and IG from basic. Yeah. And then come AIT, she's got a boyfriend. That from her AIT well. <laughs> company. Right. Like, you know what I mean? That there was no chance in fucking hell that that was going to fly when mm-hmm. we went through. Did we have OSUT relationships that were going on? Absolutely. Right. Did we have people sneaking around and watching each other and watching the hallway for the drill sergeant so people could <laughs> hook up in the fucking hallways at two o'clock in the morning on fire guard shift? Yeah. Absolutely. Was it getting posted openly to Facebook? And Instagram and shit, Snapchat. No, were we walking around? And say, well, back then it was there? MySpace for you, right? No, dog. I had a <laughs> Facebook when I went through. You gotta remember, dude. I went. I went through when I was twenty-five. I was a late, yeah, late enlister. Because um, you went in in oh nine, oh nine or ten. Twenty ten. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you were you were right after me. I was in oh nine, but mm-hmm. when I went to basic, because yeah, you got out of OSUT. August then, of oh nine oh, oh yeah August of oh nine was when I got out of OSA. pretty much deployed within six months yeah six months later I was in Afghan mm-hmm. boots on ground yeah. um <clears throat> or well eight months I was boots on ground but six months I was on title SRP premob yeah yeah but so when I was that's the difference though. when I was in basic I only had MySpace I didn't have Facebook yet mm-hmm. when I got out of that. And like started up at the unit. That was when everyone was telling me like, "Oh, you got to get a Facebook and this and that." And I was like, "I thought that was only for like college kids," which at that time it had just came over to a like a public yeah, bullshit. It had just blown up, really. Yeah. So I was like, "All right, fine, fuck it," and I did that. But yeah, I wasn't posting shit. Like I didn't know. I didn't even know how to fucking use it at that time. Yeah. So. So, like I said, I mean, my so so we'll go through real quick my transitioning out um, and things that I think can help veterans as they transition out of the military. And this might be a two part episode. You might have to wait a week to yeah you know, for us because there's there's so much that we can talk about. Yeah, we could, and it's kind of getting we late. We're kind of getting a little litty titty. Um, <laughs> I had work all day. Yeah, I just got off work. You know, before we started this. But I figured this was a good episode for me not to get stoned. So I (laughs) (laughs) only had a couple glasses of whiskey. Um, But uh, so, like I said, when I got out, man, I was done. Like I had such a hatred and disgust for the military. And honestly, putting my uniform on made me sick to my stomach. Um, And so I didn't really miss it per se. Right. And the other thing, too, is you got to remember, man, like when you got out, your boys were still in. 
Yeah. Your family was still it, right? Yeah. So every month when we would all get together and drink and hang out and drill and go to the range and have all the shenanigans and shit, you weren't a part of that anymore. So mm-hmm. whereas when I got out, bro, I, I suited for a year <laughs> yeah, with a unit out <laughs> here. And I had real, realistically, I had no desire to get close to anybody. In that unit yeah. At all. In any way, shape or form. And I didn't. I really didn't. The only person that I really, I could really say that I got close to, quote unquote, that I actually really liked and hung, and hung out with and spent a decent amount of time with was our supply sergeant. Yeah, that was it. But not you, enough. You still talk. You still talk to her too. Like you're you're training her now, right? Or is that the other uh, one? No. You're talking about the other. Uh, no, that kind of fell through. But I mean, like you know, we catch up a little bit here or there. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I realistically, I didn't, I didn't want to get close to anybody because I knew I was getting out and I didn't want, like, I wasn't, I just, it wasn't You didn't there. want to it form that family. bond to have to break. Right. And, and even when I transferred to the 40th, um, from the 330th, I got real close to people there because yeah. the majority of them transferred with me from the 40th or transferred before me to the 40th from the 330th. So yeah, a lot of my family went there, and then when I was there, I mean, I I knew at that time that I had another fucking six years of the contract. <laughs> yeah, so that was my home. So I got very close to people in that unit, as well as people that I had already had a very very close bond and relationship with from the three thirtieth that had gone over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, but, but by the time that I got out, I didn't have that anymore. So yeah. it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. It's not like I was every month I was like, oh, this sucks. I'm depressed. I miss my, my boys and my girls and I miss my family and I miss being out there and doing this. No, none of that. None of that at all. I think what, what fucked me up the most was for the first like month <clears throat> or so after I got out, um, it was the realization that it was over. Mm-hmm. That what I knew for 12 years was gone. And that kind of threw me into a little bit of a, of a dark place, a little bit into kind of like a black hole emotionally and mentally. Um, and then at the same time, it hurt even more because not only was that over, but that love and passion that I had for serving and for the uniform was tainted and it made me sick. Mm -hmm. And that more or less was just heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Because I love this country. Mm -hmm. Greatest fucking country on the planet. I'm an American through and through. Mm -hmm. I always will be. I will always fight and die for my country. Yeah. But you know, so serving and being in the military and wearing that uniform used to go hand in hand with my love for my country. Mm-hmm. They were one in the same. Um, and so it kind of felt like when the love of your life, like, like if you catch the love of your life, fucking your brother. Yeah. <laughs> and everything that you thought you knew and loved was just ripped away from you. And it mm-hmm. was it, it, like, it was all a lie. Yeah. So it's kind of what it felt like to me. So it put me into a really kind of dark, uh, 
dark, dark place in my mind and emotionally. And, and I struggled with it for a little while because, um, it just wasn't what I guess I had wanted it to be. Um, or but expected, getting, but like, you know. or expected. Yeah. But I will say, but like the actual act of getting out, no big deal. I was yeah. so done that I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't <laughs> have to like deal with this shit. I treat it like shit. I can fucking hit smoke this my weed. I can <laughs> yeah. fuck it. You know what I mean? I can, I can self-medicate as far as, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, my chiropractor took in new images when I first got to him right of my back because mm-hmm. my back is so bad yeah and he goes literally we're sitting there looking at the images that we just took my back and he's like shaking his head and he goes let me tell you something if if i did send you to an orthopedic surgeon right now and they saw these x-rays they would have you scheduled for surgery within a week they would open you up from the middle of your back to the top of your butt crack and they would put a fucking metal rod in your spine from your L1 through your S1, your lower lumbar, and they rod and fuse your entire lower lumbar. That's how bad your fucking back is. Jeez. And it is 100% service connected. Yeah. You think the VA fucking approved my disability for my back? Of course not. Nope. They haven't even fucking... fucking, Not service connected. They haven't approved any of mine either. Yeah. They They sent my application back because I applied it as low back pain... And they said, no, it needs to be back pain. Like, really? Yeah. It's in yeah. my lower fucking back. That's yeah. what the x-rays that you show, that I can show you from your VA MRI and x-ray mm-hmm. machines show. Mm-hmm. And from the recommendation from my kinesiotherapist mm-hmm. showed me and told me. Yep. But you're denying it because I put low back pain yep. last year and I put back pain this year. Yep. You're denying it because they're two separate things. No, they're not. The, it's the fucking back. Yeah. My so, vertebrae. Yeah. So my L1 through S1 vertebrae are either, I've got a herniated L3 or L4, L5. Mm-hmm. Uh, my L, the rest of them, my L1, L2, L2, L3, L3, L4, L5, S1 are all either, de- all have degenerative disc disease and are all uh, bulged, some mm-hmm. severe, some not as severe. Um, and I have osteoarthritis from my L1 all the way through my S1. Fuck. Like, I've got the lower lumbar of a fucking 85. Yeah. I think mine I'm is L4, L5, 30, S1, S2. Something like that. Well, there's only S1. S1? Okay. S1 so is your coccyx. S1 is your tailbone. Very, yeah, okay. So it's, it's like your S1. Last yeah, it's like L4, So you got L5, L1 through S1. L5, and then you have your S1 is your tailbone okay so yeah those three the l4 l5 and s1 those are all three that are that my kinesiotherapist said oh yeah you definitely have degenerative disc disease and i go and this was five years actually this was now going on seven years ago that i asked him about this and he said uh, because i was 25 at the time Mm -hmm. he and i was like would you say that that's military connect like with the military would be related to that and he goes you're 25. Your back looks like you're 80. Yep. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I was like, "Can I get that in writing, please?" And yeah. he was like, "So you'll have to I, put that into all your bullshit." Yeah. And and so you know, this is another aspect of why I'm so pissed off at the fucking military. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, these motherfuckers will send us to combat and send us to war and beat the shit out of us for as long as they possibly can. But don't want to fucking do anything to help us when it's all over. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, when I got out, aside from the emotional and mental aspects, the darkness of what I had come to realize. Hold up one second. Squirrel. Did you hear about the Canadian veteran Mm -hmm. that was getting in touch with the VA for TBI, PTSD, CTE, all that shit. He was having suicidal thoughts and this and that, suicidal ideations, whatever. He was Mm -hmm. like super, like he had pain, he had TBI, all this shit. Mm -hmm. And do you know what the, the VA told him on the phone? No, no. Kill yourself? They they said, um, can we recommend you looking up um, euthanasia? Fuck out of here. Yeah, the, the fucking operator on the phone of the VA in Canada. It was, it was a, can- a Canadian, Canadian veteran. Well, that definitely yeah. does not surprise me. Yeah. They, they literally told him, um, can I, can I uh, recommend to you looking up um, your, your nearest euthanasia? Clinic? Now, wait a minute. Hold the <clears throat> fucking phone. Do they do that in Canada? Euthanasia? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. for animals, well, I would assume, but... That's what I'm for, saying. Like, like assisted suicide? I don't I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, but... Because that's that essentially what they're saying. Yeah, they, they're they essentially telling you, fucking go find a doctor to kill you, you know, so you can opt in for assisted suicide. That's essentially what the fucking Canadian VA told this guy. It's made waves like the last couple days. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I know Colin, Colian, Colian, Colian Noir um, posted about it. Fucking, I think. The, Get the, the fuck out. Yeah, I think the typical euthanasia liberal... in Canada in its legal voluntary form is called medical assistance in dying or MAID. Yeah, and maids. First yeah, be- yeah, and, and you, first, you need to look up maids. Yeah, yeah. It first mm-hmm. became legal along with assisted suicide in June of 2006 to end the suffering of terminally ill adults. They're telling this motherfucker that he's terminally ill. Yeah, because they're not willing to help him. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what they told him. They said, "I think you need to look up." Euthanasia maids. is currently legal in seven jurisdictions: the Netherlands since two thousand two, Belgium since two thousand two, Luxembourg since two thousand nine, Colombia in twenty fifteen, Canada twenty sixteen, and Victoria twenty seventeen, and Western Australia twenty nineteen. Holy fucking shit! So let let me just sidebar this real quick, and then we'll 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 close we'll with close your. With your feelings, experience a little bit with getting out. Yeah, we'll part one this, and then part two we'll we'll touch on next week, and we'll touch on uh, a little bit more in depth as to what we suffered from. Sorry if that's in the background. My fucking dog is <laughs> probably tearing my child apart right now, which is totally fine. Yeah, um, he deserved it. <laughs> probably. Uh, she's a pit riding Nixon. She's one of those those growl talkers. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you rub her right. belly, it sounds like she's going to take your fucking throat out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I digress. Uh, part we'll, we'll part to it, and we'll go in a little bit more in depth into 
probably more you. I hate to put this one on you, all the negative <laughs> aspects of it. It's all right. I have um, a pretty I have a pretty negative experience when getting out of the military up until this Yeah, time. just because again, <laughs> like you still had a positive the military was still a positive part. I was of your still life living the military. I was still living the military mindset for the 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 next after I got out for the next five years at least. Right. So like I was and, still and again, essentially in. You, you still had family. You still had people. You still have brothers and sisters that you love. Not only that, I was fucking. You know, when I was with my ex, well, she you was were still, still engaged and married to somebody that was in the unit with all of said people. So exactly, I had an extension. That, right. So that was going to make it <laughs> way harder. Which that is one thing that service members suffer from and with mm-hmm. when getting out is losing that aspect of their life, right? That they hold so near and dear to their heart. Um, So, yeah. So real quick, let's kind of go through a little bit of, uh, you know, a short little synopsis of of your getting out and kind of how it felt emotionally to you when you got out. Because again, like I said, with me, I didn't give a fuck. The only thing that fucked me up when I got out was, again, one like it, it was heartbreaking to see what had happened and and yeah. where it led to, which was the end of my career. Um, and two, I did still have a little bit of that mental aspect for uh, the month of May and June um, mm. of, Oh fuck. On, like on a Saturday, like almost every Saturday throughout the month, it was, Oh fuck. fuck I wake drill? up at like 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I gotta get the drill. And I'm I get up for and, formation. I walk out and I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Get fucked. I'm going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, you know, that was that. So, but yeah, send it. Yeah. For me, um, for me getting out what I can remember of that time period too, um, was the most difficult part for me was, you know, I felt like I was leaving you guys behind because, uh, me getting out and everyone else still staying in. I had, I still had that want to re-up and to extend my contract or, uh, you know, fuck, do another six years because you and Sauce had just both fucking signed an, a six-year extension like right around the same time that I was getting out. Well, I... I <clears throat> or yours six. was just right after. Yeah, you... Well, no, you Sauce. did six. Sauce did six, too, because Melissa was going through all those fucking health issues and he was like, I can't afford regular medical. I have to have the trick. Did he do four? No, he did six. He did six with no fucking bonus. That no, the, oh. <laughs> fucking idiot. Dumb fuck. Come uh, on, sauce. Got to get that goddamn a, money, you Jesus asshole. Christ, dude, you know better than that. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. Sauce did do six because his contract came up a tiny bit ahead <laughs> of mine. Yeah. Um, just a smidge ahead of mine. So. Because I think his contract ended, his second six-year contract ended two years before mine did. Yeah. Yeah, because he was a gangster. He was... (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker moved to Texas and never went to a drill. Yeah. He he didn't go to drill. He didn't... Yeah, he fucking didn't do shit. Uh, Fucking... Cool. (laughs) Man, that... The supply sergeant from the 330th, we won't name him just so we don't get him in trouble if this is 
you know, somehow it could get him in trouble. But he fucking hooked him up because he was in contact with him. Um, yes. A lot. And he was like, do I have to do anything? And he goes, oh, no, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, like for me, getting out was like because I was always on the flip flop for the last year. I was back and forth going, oh, I want to stay in. I want to just fucking do my 20 and retire. No, well, I fuck this. Yep. I'm, I'm fucking over it. But uh, man, but all my guys, like we're all here. These are my boys. Like I can't leave them behind. Uh, but you know what? Fuck. I don't want to do another six years of this bullshit. I don't want to like, cause when I was going to, at the time that I was going to reenlist, the only fucking reenlistment bonuses they had for, you know, the, the under year, that's the only time you qualify is less than a year. Um, mm-hmm. was they had three and six. So three year was like, like a thousand dollars. And then like a six year was like 40, like 4,500. I was like, there's no fucking way you're getting me for six years for 4,500 bucks on a bonus. Fuck you. And the horse you rode in on. Yeah. Um, I got 12. <laughs> Yeah, grand, and I had to fight for it. Yeah, that was great. My ex got twenty grand, like, because and the the thing too that I remember about, um, you know, before I split, and she just had to fucking blow people for it. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, she. (laughs) I remember her telling me about. Well, the only the only two bonuses they have is a three year extension is three grand. But a six-year extension is twenty, and I was like, "Well, fucking go with a twenty. Come on, we need to remodel this house." Um, <laughs> and I was like, "But stipulation: if you do t- if you do six, you're already past the halfway point. You're gonna stay in for twenty, which I'm pretty sure she somehow opted out of her contract and she's out now. So good for her. Um, fuck her. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, it <laughs> it is what it is. Um." But uh, when I was getting out, there was only like a, a $1,000 three-year enlistment or a $4,000 fucking six-year enlistment. I was like, you can eat my dick. Like, <laughs> you can pay me to eat my dick, and you can pay me like twenty grand to do that, and you'll be fine. Um, exactly. And then I just won't I, re-enlist. I do agree. Yeah. But so I was just like, I was on that I was on that back burner of going, what do I do? Do I want to do it? Do I? But at the same time, too. At that point, I was over the MP Corps. I didn't want to be an MP anymore. I didn't want to be law enforcement. I didn't want to do the. I didn't want to do the garrison shit. I wanted to be a combat MP. And if I wasn't going to be a combat MP, I wanted to be a combat medic. So I wanted to re-enlist and reclass, and do the fucking sixty-eight whiskey course. But they were saying like. Oh, good luck. Like, you need to fucking retake the ASVAB and this and that. Like, I don't think your GT score is going to be high enough or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bitch, I got a really good fucking line score for all my shit. I just got a basic-ass fucking overall score. Um, Like, I could have went into a lot, like, way different fucking MOS, way better MOS if I wanted to. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to be an MP at the time. Um Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the only way I would re-enlist is, and well, the other thing too was when we went to Roberts, 
that last AT that I wasn't even supposed to go to, which I wouldn't have ever met my ex, which I, we wouldn't be in this fucking situation. It'd be it'd be a whole fucking different, <sighs> whole Bro, different I story. I remember that. I remember that AT. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> I know. But I um, rode my brand new R6 down to meet up with you guys. You did. Um, <laughs> which, that was an interesting weekend. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, <laughs> That drill or that that AT that I wasn't even supposed to be at, the was the first and only time I ever got to fly on a Blackhawk, and I was like, this "Really is fucking dope!" Like, Wait a how minute. did I? An was entire only... year in the stand, and you didn't get to fly at all. Nope, not once. What? We didn't have any Blackhawks on fucking Clark, and we never went to Salerno. And we, if we did go to Salerno, the only thing we ever did was re-up and resupply, like, like no refit, shit. refit and resupply. We never had any fucking helicopters anywhere close to us. And I always wanted to fly on a fucking Blackhawk, and I fucking finally got to my last month in the military, and I was That's like, you know gangster. what? I was like, you know what? I think I will re-enlist and I'll be a fucking UH-60 gunner or a fucking, you know, Blackhawk gunner. I'll fucking, I, I'll, I'll go through all the schooling. I'll do everything I need to do. I just, that's, yep. that's what I want to do. And I was like, well, I got a month left and I'm, yeah, I'm screwed now. So nope, not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so getting out, you know, transitioning out, it was kind of like, since I was on that fence for that whole last year of being in, it was difficult for me to fucking let go, especially I was, you know, super fresh with my ex. Like we were, you know, we had just met the month before I got out and we were, you know, all fucking eh, being all fucking fresh and cutesy and bullshit. Um, and I wanted to see my boys. So I'd always fucking show up to drill and I just couldn't let go of not being in the military. And, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the time that I was, um, out in that early stages, I was trying to find a new purpose because I knew that I didn't have that same purpose anymore with the military. So I needed to something, find something adjacent, you know, military adjacent, some, some kind of a, I was done with security. I didn't want to fucking do that bullshit anymore. I always wanted to do something in the medical field and, um, Never really got into that because I figured the only way for me to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry um, would be to reclass, to fucking medic, or something in the medical field with the military. That never panned out, and then, uh, you know, it, it just kind of was like humdrum for the last few years and then i finally started i started school you know like because i was like i gotta do something with my fucking life and so i figured oh well i'll start school and i'll fucking go to school for business and get a business degree and then i was mm -hmm. like thinking oh well you know what i feel like i want to start a business because fuck working for corporate assholes start my own business what do i want to do i don't fucking know what do you love to do i like going to the gym well fucking the gym is cool so Maybe I should get my fucking NASM certs. Well, I haven't done that yet because I wanted to finish. I started one thing. I got to finish my fucking school to get my associates. Then once I finish the school to get my associates, I'm going to get my NASM certs. Because mm -hmm. fitness has always been something that I've always been super passionate about. Mm -hmm. If I can get my NASM certs, start my own fucking, my, 
uh, weekend at Bernie's Fitness. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Like, I can dig it. Yeah, you know, right? So fuck it. Why not? Like, if I can start that shit, get, get a couple clients, do, the, do their shit, fucking help them work out. And if I don't have to fucking work where I'm working now in a steel mill for the rest of my fucking life, I'll be happy as picking shit. You know? Because... Mm-hmm. That's the whole goal. That's the American. That's that's pretty pretty fucking happy, folks. I know. You can ask one of my coworkers. He has a pig, and he's really happy when he's in shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, like, I I just don't want to work for fucking corporate America. I want to have my own shit. I mean, yes, I do have my own business right now. Um, Super small business. We're kind of in a lull right now because both me and Payne are both fucking working and Pain's going through some shit too. And like it's it's been pretty hard for us. Like me with my schedule fucking changing every week, having a fuck fuck ton of overtime. It's really hard to try to get clients. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, like I do have my own business right now, which is great. Like that's one step forward in the right direction. Um yes. and I'm almost done. I fucking failed my damn accounting class, which is bullshit because stupid teacher would not fucking respond to emails trying to help me out to get me fucking on the right track. But anyways, that's I digress. <laughs> I will retake that class for the fourth time now. Three of them were not my doing. One of them was. <laughs> but now it. I will I You'll will finally it. fucking fourth time's a charm, fuckers. Um I will finally get my goddamn associate's degree and I will get my NASM degree and I will start I I'm I swear that gym is gonna be open. Give it 2025. 2025. Mark my words. That gym. Three years, bud. Three years. I got three years. 2025. We will be at episode 500. <laughs> we will have actual sponsors. Maybe Are operation. Talking about the grand opening. The grand opening of the gym. I can't say the name because I don't want someone to take it out from under me. And I know it's not. I know it's not taken yet. I thought like it was weekend gym. at Bernie's Fitness. No, that's just that's just the personal training on the side. Um, oh, okay, because you said it, and I was like, "But you just said it." Yeah, but who's gonna take weekend at Bernie's? The only person that is named Bernie other than me is the dude that lost the fucking presidency. Um, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> lost the primaries of the presidency, and he's too old to be a personal trainer. He's so. way too old. Um, no one's gonna listen to what he has to say because unless they're you know listening to him trying to. You know, fucking have free. Talk everything. about socialism and shit. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I digress. I will have that gym open by 2025. Um, and it will be glorious. It will be. It will be <laughs> glorious. <laughs> don't worry, it's not going to be called MAGA. <laughs> For all of you fucking libtards that don't want it, I mean, by all means, you're welcome to spend your money at my gym, but. By yeah, all, M- by all well, means, we will make fun of you. M-A-G-G-A. Make a gym great again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> make a gym great again. Yeah. So, um, ne- so, so next week we'll, we'll dive into, we'll, we'll part <clears throat> to this. And next week we'll dive <clears throat> deeper into the darkness. Yeah. The darkness. That, darkness. That was, everybody. Darkness. Yeah. Um, we'll dive deeper into the darkness that was Bernie's. Mental state. <laughs> if only we had after, video. That that's my after he got out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because I was in no, a very dark place at, at that time, too. Yeah, um, I was, too, but it was unrelated to the... Well, no, I mean, I can't say it was in a super dark place when I got out, because I just got out a few months ago, and I haven't been in yeah. that dark of a place. Um, but you were in a quite a pretty dark place a few years back. That yeah. was that was around the time that you probably would have re-enlisted, I believe. Uh, it was close to it, yeah, because yeah. when all that stuff was going down, that was 2013. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was roughly coming about up on when my you were coming up on re-enlistment. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years shy of, of my re-enlistment. Um, mm-hmm. So, we will dive into all that, guys. We'll, we'll, like I said, we will always get super personal on this shit, and you'll, you'll know our deepest, darkest stuff. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, for the most uh, part, you know we can't tell you where we buried that body, but um, yeah, you know, yeah. at least you'll know yeah. that there's a body there somewhere, yeah, somewhere out there, you know, there's somewhere out there. I came to Bernie and I said, "I need your help," and you can't ask any questions. And I said, "Whose car are we taking?" There you go. So with that, <laughs> folks, we jumped in my vehicle and we got the fuck out of here. That's true, but um, but as always. Don't be a dick. Don't forget to drink water. Have a fantastic fucking week. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Give us a fucking, you know, leave us a little review. Uh, Spotify, Spotify, you don't have to fucking, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just fucking click a five star and then throw your phone away. As Ross Ross, Ross always says, you just click that five star and then just fucking throw your phone away. You don't, you don't need to do anything else. You don't even need it after that. (laughs) Because that's all your fucking phone is good for is giving us a five star rating and after that, fucking, you could toss it. Yeah, you know put your mean? alerts on, subscribe, all that bullshit. Yep, like, subscribe. subscribe. We love you guys. Uh, we we do you. this because we thoroughly enjoy it. We have a blast doing it, and and we love your uh, feedback. Yeah, so, absolutely. So give us some feedback. Let us give know us some feedback. Think, I always, I always like, post like. a question after every yep. episode. I always post a question on Spotify. Go to Spotify, check it out, reply to it. You know, like click on it, respond. And yes. uh, let, let us know what you think. Uh, one last quick thing. The SIG P365XL shoots really fucking well. Oh, I'm so jealous. Just so you know. I I'm going to go look at it. For the first time, finally. I really like it. If you get the fucking flat dark earth one, I'm going to kick you square in the dick. <laughs> you should You should be getting it pretty soon. So I don't know if I'm, I'm gonna going go to check because my seat. boy already left. Uh, damn it. Yeah. I mean, so fuck me. It's okay. I'm going to make it. this black one really sexy with some goodies <laughs> from Wilson Combat. Uh, True Precision Barrels. It's getting a hollow sun 507K red dot on it. Um, nice. And I may or may not in the next year or so be buying <clears throat> the SIG P365XL Spectre Comp slide for it. Looked Ooh, it up yeah. today. It's 500 bucks just for the slide, but fuck it. Let's make this bitch beautiful and shoot fantastic. Guys, take care of each other. Take care of your families. Take care of your community. Fight for this fucking country, not for this administration. Fuck that. Arm up. Protect yourself. Get professional get fucking weapons. Get some training. Be sexy, loving motherfuckers. Work fucking hard. Love your family. Love your kids. Don't be a dick. Drink water. We're the fuck out of here. We are out. 